Hello and welcome to this podcast from NHS Mid and South Essex Integrated Care Board. This is one of three podcasts where we speak with NHS leaders about our public consultation, which has taken place between the 25th of January 2024 to the 21st of March 2024. Hello, everybody. Um, would you please introduce yourselves? Hi, I'm Rebecca Boys. I'm an Ops Director in Provide, which is part of the Community Collaborative, and I'm a nurse by background. Hi, I'm Matt Sweet, the Interim Medical Director at the Integrated Care Board and a Consultant Geriatrician. Hi, I'm Dan Doherty. I'm a physiotherapist and I'm the Alliance Director for Mid-Essex. Thank you and welcome. Tell us about the background to this consultation. Why do things need to change? We had the opportunity here in Mid and South Essex to improve our services for our population for the future. We're looking at beds used for rehabilitation for our stroke patients. Those who've had a stroke but need extra care before they go home. We're looking at beds for often older people who've been in hospital, maybe for a repair of a joint or potentially for an infection, but need longer to recover before they go home. And looking at how we can improve some of our maternity services. So this is an opportunity for our region in Mid and South Essex to look at care, to improve it uh, and to deal with some challenges. I think there's a few reasons things need to change. Some of our buildings now are, are reaching the point where they limit our ability to provide high quality services. And people will ask, why didn't we invest in the buildings? There's only so much you can do. You'll know about St. Peter's Hospital in Morgan. It was built as an 1870s workhouse. And there, there comes a point that despite further financial investment, the building itself limits the opportunities for providing good services. Our staff want to give our patients the best possible care they can. Our job is to ensure that they can do that from accessible, high quality buildings that are safe for the public to use. Why will creating more specialist centres make a difference? Yeah, and I guess the key is that when you have specialist centres, you attract the most expert staff in their fields. I'm a physiotherapist, but I don't know stroke care the way these experts do. They're highly trained, highly skilled. And when you see experts like that, not only are you treated more effectively, so you're more likely to go home independently. It gives you a high quality of life going forward. If we disperse those experts across the area, then that outcome is diminished for individuals. People want to work in specialist centres as well. So attracting staff is really important for us. And if you're a young uh, nurse, therapist, doctor, looking for a career in stroke care, you're likely to look for a specialist centre. We're creating centres that are going to encourage new staff into our area so that we can continue to give great care into the future. Another point that is very relevant here is the equipment that's used as well. In stroke care at the moment, there is a lot of specialist equipment that the therapists, the speech and language therapists use. And again, access to that equipment is really important. So by focusing on a, a smaller number of specialist centres, not only can we concentrate our staff expertise, but we can also put the best possible equipment all designed to just give our patients the best chance of, of a good recovery from stroke and a good return to high quality of life. The midwifery says we have the ability to offer women within the area at a fully functioning, open absent unit that's not a room filled, not a sat them. And that will mean there'll be more choice and it will be staffed adequately to allow high quality care in a different environment. And, and I think that's what we're proud about and want to make sure that the public understand during this consultation. Many people listening to this conversation and have read the consultation documents will be wondering, why can't you just fix the problems at St. Peter's Hospital? 
probably best if I answer that. I've worked as a physiotherapist in St. Peter's for a decade. I understand the public loves St. Peter's. They love the building. The reality is it's actually the staff that make the service in Morden. There has been investment in St. Peter's over the years. We have seen technology applied into the building and we've seen repairs to keep the building serviceable. But there comes a point where the limitations of a building that was designed in 1870 as a workhouse prevent you bringing the building to the standards that you would expect for a 21st century healthcare facility. So we have invested in St. Peter's and it's important that public understand that it has been maintained to a level that allows us to provide services for the years that we have. But to now ensure that we're able to provide services to the public for the future, we've got to start looking at better, more modern, safer, more clinically effective buildings to give our staff the best opportunities to provide great care. It's important that the people of Morden understand as well that when we're talking about stroke services in St. Peter's, only one in five of the people that take up those stroke beds come from Morden. Four in five of those people come from other areas within Mid and South Essex. So there's always been an issue about people traveling to visit loved ones. Obviously, for the people of Morden, there will be an implication should some of these changes come about. The other thing that's really important to note is St. Peter's isn't just about beds, stroke and maternity. There are other services in there. We're working really hard with local partners to ensure that we can find effective, safe, accessible buildings within the district to make sure that we can keep those key services close to the people of Morden. Hopefully, that means that people in Morden can still continue to get the good outcomes that St. Peter's has given them because the staff will be still working locally. Can you give assurance to Malden residents that you're not simply just taking services away from St. Peter's? Absolutely. So particularly for our outpatient services, those services where patients attend to have an appointment with one of our clinicians currently on the St. Peter's site, we are committed to finding locations within the Malden area that are accessible to all, particularly those residents of Malden, and delivering a high-quality service. If these proposals go ahead... This, this might mean that people need to travel more. So what reassurances can you give to people listening who may find themselves traveling further in the future? This is really important, isn't it, for people and their relatives. I'm a clinician, I'm a geriatrician, I see people weekly on a ward round and in my clinic, and I know that access to local services is important. There is already a difference in traveling times across our patch with services as they are. Sometimes services are a little bit further away so you can live better, you can stay at home for longer. Can you tell us how staff have been involved in developing these proposals? This is something I'm really proud about, actually, as the medical director for the system, and particularly with a focus on quality, because our stroke team, um, our older people teams, and our maternity teams have all been heavily involved. This hasn't been done in a small room, in a bubble. This has been done with lots of local clinicians and clinicians in the whole of East of England as well. So what do you want to hear from local people in this consultation? I think we're really keen to hear the voices of our community to understand what's important to them, explore the proposals that we've put forward and suggest ideas and, and considerations that we won't have thought of. No decisions have been made and this really is an opportunity for our local communities to be involved and uh, that's for staff, residents, patients, relatives, families. We need to hear from you because this is about your services and the delivery of your care. Thank you to our speakers and thanks to you for listening. Please make sure you get involved and have your say.
consultation is running for eight weeks from the 25th of January, 2024 to the 21st of March, 2024. And there are lots of ways to take part. Please visit our website, which is a great source of information. You can find it at midandsouthessex.ics.nhs.uk. There you'll find consultation documents in different formats. You can respond to the consultation through our online survey, and you can register to take part in different consultation events that are taking place. There's also printed copies of the consultation document and survey in libraries and other public venues. If you are a group, an organization, or a community group, and would like the chance to present your evidence and your views on our public consultation proposals directly to NHS leaders, then register for our public consultation hearing, which is taking place on the 19th of March. Please visit our website to find out more. You can also contact us by email, post and telephone, and on Facebook and X, previously Twitter. Please write to us at, for the attention of Community Capacity Consultation, HS Mid and South Essex ICB, PO Box 6483, Basildon, SS140UG. You can email us at mseics.getinvolved at nhf.net. You can telephone us on 01268 And of course, contact us on social media through um, Facebook group, Facebook MSCDS, or on Twitter, MSEssex underscore ICS. Thanks for listening.